0: Before we begin the sermon, I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page here. And what I mean by that is we are not here celebrating Christmas yet this morning. Okay, just so there's no confusion. Because, you know, it's so funny what's happened over the past couple of days to me. Um, A couple of people that I've run into said, we're not having Sunday morning services at our church And I said, well, we are. And they said, well, are they Christmas Eve services? And I said, no, it's Advent four. You know, that's why the four candles of Advent are lit, but not the middle one. Okay, that's the Christmas candle. And it's also why, you know, some of you might be looking around and saying, where's the nativity scene? And why is it kind of like still a little bare here? Because we're kind of still set up for Advent, but not quite for Christmas, but kind of for Christmas. We got the reeds up because we just wanted to cheat a little bit. Okay, and it's one of those strange things. I don't know that this has happened. I was trying to remember if this has happened since I've been here in the last 25 years, because leap years always cause things to be screwed up, you know, changes things. And so here we are, Advent 4 in the morning, And then the rest of the day later on when we do 4.30 and 8 and 10.30 and then 10 o'clock tomorrow will all be Christmas services. So today's kind of, this morning is kind of, it's kind of a glitch. But not really. Because it really is Sunday morning Advent 4. It just happens to fall on Christmas Eve. But the neat thing about today as opposed to, let's say, 40 years ago, is the reading that you noticed was about Mary. And it's funny because 40 years ago, 50 years ago, the Mary reading, as they call it, was on the third Sunday of Advent, and they changed the lectionary. In fact, we even have people tell us that we lit the wrong candle last week. It was supposed to be the pink candle last week. And the pink candle is on Mary's Sunday, which is today. So some of this doesn't mean anything to some of you. You don't really give a rip. You're just here. And some of you were hoping that it was Christmas Eve service and some of you are just here because it's Sunday morning. But I'm just explaining this to you because there's always confusion in the church about certain things. And Mary is one of them. Because at different times down through history and in different places, Mary has gotten confused in terms of the role of who she is and what she's done. Mary is very, very special. She played a special role, a very difficult role. But history sometimes plays games with people and confuses the role of people and even changes history. We've got a lot of that going on today, where people are rewriting history. They call it revisionism. Mary, at one time, was elevated almost, especially during the Dark Ages, to a position of being God. And certain missionaries, when they went to other cultures, in order to share the gospel with people, and they were trying to make connections with them. And they would talk about all these different gods and goddesses that the, the cultures had, In these cultures that had a multiplicity of gods and goddesses. They would say, well, you have a fertility goddess. Well, we have Mary. And that would really throw them off. And sometimes Mary is referred to as ever-virgin. And that throws people off. It's like that Joseph and Mary never really consummated their marriage. And that's not reality either. If you read, for example, in John chapter 7... You read, so his brother said to him, leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples also may see the works you are doing, for no one wants to be widely known um, who acts in secret. And verse 5, for not even his brothers believed in him. And I remember earlier in my life someone said to him, well, anytime you see the word brothers, that's people who followed him and believed in him. Did you catch the confusion there? For not even his brothers believed in him? See, the reality is Jesus had biological half-brothers. And what I mean by half-brothers, Joseph was the father for them. God was the father for Jesus. Mary was the same mother. Just so there's no confusion. Let's take it a step further. Matthew chapter 15. Someone querying about who Jesus is. Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And not his sisters with us? He had brothers and sisters. This was a full household. And Jesus was a perfect kid. What a mess this house must have been. So there's often been confusion about Mary. But one thing I'll tell you about Mary, so there is no confusion. She was a special person in that she had to deal with a lot of challenges. She would misunderstand sometimes her own son, even though she had the promise, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and... The Son of God is going to be born to you. Because in Luke chapter 2, Jesus disappears. He's 12 years old, disappears. He's hanging out at the temple. And they say, what are you doing? He said, I had to be about my father's business. And we're told, and Mary pondered these things in her heart. Because she didn't fully comprehend. And can you imagine... That you were told that this person is going to be your child and this person is God, the Son of God, and that he was crucified on a cross and went through all kinds of suffering and people persecuted him and ridiculed him. What she was struggling with, she was a special person. The angel greeting, if you can imagine, the angel greeting. We're told that she had found favor with God. Why? Did you ever think about that one? Why had she found favor with God? Because she was successful or wealthy? Status? No. No. Because she was bright or beautiful. We're not told that. Because she was good. That term is not used. She had a heart that was given over to the Lord and to his will, no matter what his will was. That's the difference. She had a humble heart, an open heart to Him. She found favor because she said, I'm yours. She was open to the movement of the Holy Spirit. She was chosen because of an open heart. That's why she was chosen. You know, what's interesting is Kathy Phillips told me a story about Mackenzie Starnes. Some of you know Mackenzie. Some of you don't know Mackenzie. She's basically grown up here, and she's now about 14 years old. And Mackenzie, when we had the night in Bethlehem here that Veronica headed up and Steve was instrumental in pulling off and We had tons of volunteers, and we had 200 children and probably 350, 400 people come through. It was a wonderful event. Mackenzie was Mary, and she sat outside in like 40-degree weather in this Mary outfit. She must have been freezing. She was such a trooper, and she had a couple of her friends with her kind of hanging out as well. But she got into a conversation with Kathy, and I think because she played the role of Mary, it really caused her to question. And she said, I wonder if anyone would ever choose me to do something this incredible. What a question. And her friends pondered that, too. How many would entrust a 14-year-old girl today? God did. God did. Because he saw her heart. Just like David, when we did the David series, David was a shepherd boy. Forgotten by his father when Samuel said, where's your sons? Is this all your sons? He said, oh, yeah, I've got another one who's out tending the sheep. My youngest. A boy. And he was anointed king. A boy. And Scripture says he was a man after God's own heart. That's what God is looking for. Someone who has a heart that's given over to Him. That is open to Him. To the movement of His Holy Spirit. That's what He's looking for. And that's why the first person that received His Son, if you will, was Mary. did she then say or was told her the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will overshadow you. You know we don't like to be overshadowed today. You know that? Most of us want to say it's me. I'm here. Right? We want people to Notice us. Do not ignore us. You know, if you ever get in a line, or you're ever in a store and you're waiting for someone to catch your eye, and no one looks at you, like you're waiting for someone to pay attention, hey, I need some help here. We want to be noticed. Mary's told the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. But you know what? It's interesting. When you're overshadowed, you're basically saying, I don't need to have the spotlight. In fact, what you're saying is, I need you, Lord. Less of me, more of you. I need you, Lord. You're willing to give up yourself, your agenda. You're willing to suffer. You're willing to be persecuted. You're willing to risk. You're willing to die. And the dying begins with dying to self. You're willing to be overshadowed. And her response was immediate. Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. I'm the servant. That's what I want to do. I'm willing to do whatever he calls me to do. But in order to be that kind of servant, what in other versions of the Bible call a handmaid, you have to be close by him. You have to be within earshot. When the world is calling out so much This is what you should do. And there's so much noise around you. You need to stay close to him. And listen to his voice. That this is what I have for you. This is my call on your life. I choose you. Are you willing? Are you listening? Are you willing to be overshadowed and serve? Are you willing to be filled with the Holy Spirit near my side at my hand? Willing to take my hand and do what I call you to do. And Mary was. And that's what made her a favored one. That open heart, that open life, that open hand. to be his vessel. Recently, I was in a conversation with Michael Carr, who's the pastor of Central Church. Some of you know Michael. And we had a great conversation about the word devoted. You know, the word devoted is an interesting word because in a day and age when we want our vote to count, do you ever see those bumper stickers that say, and I vote? Do you ever see those? It's almost like using a threat. It's basically saying, I have a voice, I have power. You know, the word devoted basically means I give up my vote. And that's what Jesus says I'll take your place. By going to the cross for you. But you need to let me take your place. You need to give up your vote. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow you. In order to truly understand why I came. So that you might be filled. So that you might be transformed. You know, because Mary was willing to play that role, it changed her life. It not only changed her life, it changed the lives of those around her. She was used to change the world. Because she was devoted to him. And I wonder do we really understand that that's why Jesus came? That's why Jesus came to Mary and she was willing. Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. And her devotion led her to misunderstand and be misunderstood. To experience pain and at times great joy. To be inconvenienced. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit and used to change The world. You know, this Christmas, if we bear Christ in our lives. Not only will we change. We will change the world around us because his light will shine from us. Don't wait for New Year's to make a resolution. Christmas begins Later on today, in what we call Christmas Eve, start early. Start now. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you chose Mary. A prime candidate because she understood about not having a voice in her day and age being poor, uneducated, a woman. And yet not bitter, but humble. And a heart open to you, given over to you. Willing to be overshadowed by you and filled with your Holy Spirit. The first to bear your son. Lord, I pray that as we come to the next 24 hours, when we celebrate the gift of your coming. That we might see Mary as a model for us. Of what it means to be wholly given over to you. That at times we may not fully understand. And at times we may be misunderstood. At times we may be inconvenienced and struggle. But that at one time. We will know the resurrected Lord Jesus who will change the world and change us. Lord, help us this Christmas to truly understand the gift as Mary understood. The gift that brings joy. The gift that brings peace and the gift that brings love. And changes lives. And we pray this in His precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.